Welcome to another episode of the Good Karma Life Podcast. I am Lore Marti, Lorena Martinez, your host, and I can't wait to share more storytelling about how to bring the sacred into our life, how to bring science, spirituality, and create magic guided by the wisdom of our soul and our unique expression of the divine. So let's jump right in. Hi everyone, today we are in episode 12 and the last couple of episodes have been about ancestral healing and today just feels so soothing because today is 1st of November, Dia de los Muertos, which is uh, known as a Mexican tradition, but the Muiscas uh, tribes from Colombia used to celebrate this day as well. Uh, so it feels very soothing. And today I want to talk about something that is really close to my heart. As in my healing journey as a human being and what I experienced growing up and what I saw in my home and what I saw in my parents' family of origin and how all of that now from the perspective of family systems, ancestral healing, how that affects the state of war and peace within and without. So I'm very excited. I'm going to share with you a little bit about my own healing journey. Uh, this is going to be a very vulnerable episode I can already feel it in my heart I can feel almost the tears wanting to pour down and not in a sad way but in a way where I feel so grateful to be able to share about this and how what I experience and my experience of healing my wounds and my ancestral wounds have brought me here to humbly share this and to share it hopefully in a way that it can empower you to believe that you can do it and that there's anything that feels that needs healing integrating uh, if there is ancestral trauma if there is ancestral pain and, and if there is you know just the pain of seeing our world being at war it's to me it's how how can we build a world of peace and to be honest this question is is a big one but the more i think about it and obviously within the last weeks it's a question that arises within a lot of us and to me really the answer of course I start like governments need to think differently we need to make war not a profitable business anymore Um, we need to find ways to come to solutions that are not violent like of course all of these things come and I have no control over that like (laughs) again if I was you know some great political figure 
I would have some sort of influence in the immediate 3D world and but I am not right so the only way I can help and I can work towards peace on earth is by working on myself and I think we talked about this in the last episode is finding those places that are at war within and start looking into those places and into those parts with compassion and with courage opening the doors for those parts to come forward so we can finally see them acknowledge them and offer them a compassionate loving space to be to be what they need to be and what they have been needing to be probably from centuries of a lot of these parts have been passed down and it's also very suiting last week um, I'm doing a master's degree on marriage and family counseling and it's all about systemic theory right this theory that believes that all the parts are interconnected and the shift and the behaviors and the patterns of one part affects the whole system so that is so beautiful because when you let those parts of you that have not been seen or acknowledged or that have been exiled uh, by our conscious mind because they bear burdens of emotional pain then that affects the whole system and makes the whole system that is you work in a certain way where we have behaviors that are meant to keep those parts exiled but a lot of the times those behaviors are unhealthy coping mechanisms and you can name them so many different ways but um uh having like a really harsh inner critic um self-esteem self-worth substance abuse um eating disorders anxiety narcissism you name it like there's so many ways our our consciousness finds way to keep those exile hurt parts at bay because they bear this immense emotional pain but the realization is that when we find a compassionate space a non-judgmental space and a courageous space then we can find the clarity to start letting them bring in the pieces of the puzzle that most likely you need to get to where you want to be and so it's just really interesting to think about that systemic theory it happens within but it also happens outside your world so you are a part of your family system and you are a part of the system of your immediate community and we are all part of society so any change we do we um provoke we facilitate for us is going to inevitably affect those around you whether you 
live with your family or you live um, with some colleagues or roommates or classmates or even if you live on your own but it's gonna affect those at work it's gonna affect your immediate community friendships so this really it just hit home all of the things like my class my journey seeing the state of the world and and that big question that comes i bet for many of us how can i help the world like i know there's millions and millions of humans out there including you because you're here listening to this how can i help how can i make a change something so we can live in a more peaceful fair world and really again the question the big question is that one but then the answer is there's nothing that I can do to control those outside me there's nothing I can do to control the governments the big political figures there's nothing I can do but there's so much that goes beyond the 3d that goes beyond the matter that I can do from my home that I can do from my yoga practice from my mat that I can do from my meditation practice from my praying practice from my journaling my daydreaming my hypnotherapy my meditation there's so much more that we can do that is unseen but it has immense power the other day I was reading I was looking up this consciousness map you can find it on google uh, it was created by Dr. David uh, I don't remember his last name but you can just tap, type sorry mm, consciousness map by Dr. David and it would show up so basically it shows you the different vibrations of different uh, emotions and how that can affect those around you so I was so happy to learn this so any vibration above the level of love has it's over 400 I think 400 hertz of vibration frequency but has the potential to affect millions of people around you so I think it is if you vibrate uh, in the vibration of love uh, which is I think 400 hertz in frequency um, don't quote me on that I'm just trying to remember but you can affect about 10 million humans around you so here we are sitting down um, talking to you through uh, your device but we are here together having this conversation and you are there listening to me and wondering the same thing probably how can we help the world well <laughs> it's as simple but as complex and courageous as to find love within because if you vibrate at the level of that frequency then you're going to be affecting and doing the work for 10 million humans and if you start going above like there's one that i really like i was like joy joy has a really high vibration so if you connect with something that brings you pure joy you are affecting millions of humans around you 
peace oh, that one was like oh my god that one again is the big question how do we get to this place of peace and that's what i wanted to talk to it's my personal journey to peace Whew. and the big question will be do we achieve do we really find this peace and and we might say like whoa I don't know that's like such a big 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 one I think that when you achieve that feeling of peace within you affect 70 million humans so the last weekend I was just thinking about it okay so what would peace look like from the most human point of view we have the capacity to vibrate in peace we it, it can be done as humans in human containers so what would that be what what is that and then it all goes back to what i was talking at the beginning is finding the peace within with all the parts that you are and there is a very fascinating theory of the mind that uh, is a theory that we have a multiple parts mind so as our personality we have actually um, multiple parts or multiple personalities that we are born with and these parts of personalities have all their own like um, gift and possibilities for creation for construction for you know for good uh, so and you might identify these parts within you like oh there's a part of me that is very disciplined very serious very um organized sometimes a little bit type a but that part in its constructive way is really good to get projects done things done and then i have another part of me that is really creative is such a dreamer if i had the time to write all the books that I have thought about writing and all the things <laughs> that I want to create um, there would be so much creation um, my creative part is very very active and so that's amazing and then my other part that is really organized task oriented type B is a perfect combination right like if I bring them together wow that's really perfect uh, there's another part of me that it's it's funny like I have a part that is very extroverted and kind of silly and I come up with these jokes <laughs> that are like Spanglish jokes uh, they turn out to be really funny according to my husband and my friends and <laughs> I think they're funny anyway we get such a big laughs out of that part of me and it's really silly and it's like really childlike and some people would ask me like are you on drugs or are you drunk and i only been drinking water or juice it's just that part of me is just so silly extroverted and has so much fun and there is other parts of me that are more kept in the corners and those are called exiles so this theory has a name is internal family systems 
so it's believe that these parts that you have these different personalities are kind of like in their own system but the system is within you and some of those parts when we are little they all are benevolent they're all good but there's some of these parts that when we are little or when we are exposed to trauma one of the parts or some of the parts end up carrying the burden the emotional burden of that experience of that traumatic uh, exchange experience and so the part does not longer serve the purpose of good uh, because it just carries this immense immense weight of emotional burden Whew. so and this is where it gets really burnable I was kind of exploring the parts and I'd identified and sometimes I identified on my like on my speech and things that I say and then I'm like I say it and then a couple of minutes after I'm like oh like what is that like and I feel very judgmental of that part so someone else comes out probably my super type organized manager comes out and it's like why do you say that that was very stupid kind of thing and that part it it feels really burnable uh that part feels very um just really burnable like really alone like unprotected and it shows up sometimes like a victim and i don't like that i i really have worked hard in my life to not put that label on me regardless of the trauma that i've been through i have always more identified myself with resiliency like resilient like there's nothing i cannot overcome uh or there's there's nothing that is going to bring my spirit down even though i have been down but like i rise again i find the strength within that i inherited from all the women before me but i i saw that part i heard that part and i'm like oh hi there Whew. so for the first time instead of being judgmental i was what would it happen if i let you in like what happened and of course i know what happened like i grew up in a very toxic environment with um non-functional very violent not in control of his emotions dad and i grew up with a codependent functional alcoholic very busy mom that had to become very practical in order to survive and to provide for us and and so there was not a lot of <laughs> there was no space for emotional holding or any like i just had to learn to be very grown up very quick very soon like i remember just feeling such a sense of responsibility for myself and including my parents when i was like four so that is a huge amount of burden on one of the parts of my personality and i think that the part is the part that carry the burden of that emotional that emotional burden of 
the trauma it's is the part sadly that is is that joyful part that kid like so it, it makes sense right like when i was four i had to grow up so fast i realized that i could be left literally in the street with nothing including without parents because they would they would treat each other in such a violent way that many things i thought oh my god someone here is not gonna come out alive and so what's gonna become of you me like what's gonna happen with me so i have to grow up so fast and i have to become so hyper controlling of my environment because i never knew <laughs> what could happen when and so of course that kid-like joyful let's play part of me is the one carrying the burden so she really comes out to play very rarely and when she comes out literally she is the spirit of the party not in a crazy overwhelming way just in a way that is just really sweet and compassionate and wants to make everyone laugh and has so much like joy herself but in the experience of my childhood and the experience of the childhood of my parents before me and my grandparents before me that innocent child like part within them was also um, was also like had to carry this heavy emotional burden very young and there was not space to really be a child and i'm sure if you think about some of your parents you you might find that that is the same and all of these coming to ancestral trauma so there's some something else called legacy parts so we are the parts that we are born with and then whatever those parts experience and the emotional burden some of them might carry but we also hold within our dna and our psyche and our akashic quantum field the parts of the ones before us so just imagine how many exile parts how many forgotten not seen parts we might be holding not not holding like they're within us but we're keeping them at bay so i really love this because then it makes me think about coping mechanism uh, negative beliefs uh, negative patterns coping um, mechanisms that are not healthy or that are just taking overboard how they are giving us a hint of that there are exile parts so if you identify that there's something like that uh, that there's they're called like managers and firefighters so managers are more the quote-unquote functional parts of the parts that keep people happy so as a result of emotional burden that a part of you is carrying you might become very people pleaser because there was a moment where you didn't feel love or safe so you learned cognitively that becoming people pleaser doing what people needed like let me do that for you let me help you with that uh yes i would help you with that was a way to be safe and be loved so that is like the manager but is hiding 
uh, in the corner is keeping at bay this exile part that didn't feel loved, that didn't feel approved, that feel unsafe. So they always kind of give you a hint of what needs to be healed. Another, the other ones are the firefighters and those are more like the non-functional like functional, <laughs> responses. So like ah, having a tough mm, disagreement with, I don't know, your partner and then realizing that you go and have five drinks or that you go and total withdrawal for like five days and so or you go in total spiraling out of control and total anxiety and nervous system dysregulation so these ones come to also keep the exile at bay but they come in a non-functional way so they're also a, a hint a tip that there are parts that we're not looking at that need to come out and that to say all of that if you think about this so look there's this manager that is the people pleaser or the type a controlling that controls everything and everyone or there is mm, also a part that goes in total withdrawal or that gets completely dysregulated or goes in a spiral of anxiety for a week or two and so these parts are kind of at war right there's like this at war this war inside and when we are at war inside then we cannot really show up as the best self and we cannot show up as the best version of ourselves and unless we see the parts that have been exiled the, the parts that hold that emotional burden we're not going to be able to truly truly create that peace within because they're always going to be there whether sorry whether we keep them at bay with a manager or we keep them at bay with a firefighter right they're going to be there and there's always going to be this toggle war between like no let's keep this part hidden let's keep this part over there because it's so so much so the reason why the psyche the mind does that is because it's not the part so in my case it's not that childlike part that enjoys everything that is so carefree that can just relax oh my god that part is amazing <laughs> i really need more more of that like carefree just relax enjoy don't think about the schedule the task like it's really amazing but the emotional burden that that part carries is so much is so so much that my psyche my mind in order to quote-unquote protect me decides to keep it at bay because the emotional burden is overwhelming so that's another key thing about healing so how can i let these parts come out and not be overwhelmed by all of these emotions of the different things that happened throughout my life that were traumatic that were heavy that were painful or even my ancestral trauma that i might not know what it is but i can feel is there because i have all these um coping mechanisms that are not good for you that are keeping me 
limited, that I'm keeping me limited from abundance, from love, from health, and from inner peace. A lot of the times we don't know what it is that is happening inside, but we do know for sure that there is no peace. And let me tell you, if you haven't realized about this yet, there is no bypassing, there is no way peace can be accomplished unless we look at those exile corners, parts, dark, forgotten parts of ourselves and our ancestors and our lineages. So the only way <laughs> through really is through. And to that is how do I find a place where it is safe and it is okay for me to let these parts come out. So again, I could give you thousands of tools, but the first step would really start whatever is the way that you think is better for you. Um, when you start identifying these um, behaviors or these other parts taking over that don't feel good, like believe me, being a type A, super organized, controlling, uh, having all the schedules and everything just really clear and typed down and written down and it's really good if you are a CEO and you're working, I don't know, six hours a day and but you cannot be doing that all the time because you're gonna run into a burnt out um, is really good for some to use in an environment like work, but it's not something that is good to bring everywhere, right? That's why we have other parts. We have the fun parts, the funny parts, the creative parts, the spiritual parts. Like we have different uh, ways and different kind of energies within that we can use for different occasions. So when you start identifying like something is kind of overtaking space or taking over the whole system that you are then it's a good place to start or if I find myself that I'm super comfort eating um, all of a sudden I don't know I had a disagreement something triggered me and all of a sudden it's three four days in and all I've been doing is just comfort eating and having a bunch of sweets or having a bunch of coffee or having a bunch of drinks um alcoholic drinks or just you know doing things that don't feel constructive and healthy and blissful then that's a good place to start like if you start identifying that are things or being you know there's something that we have a lot is a super harsh inner critic you know it's, it's okay to have a part that tells you kind of like oh you should have not said that to that person you should have like run it a little bit better before you said that or you should have waited maybe to do that purchase but it's not okay if you're in a credit it's all the time judging you about everything you say about everything you wear about how every single part of you and how it looks and because when we find out that there are parts running the whole system that are parts that don't really make us feel behaviors and patterns that are not helping us feel good or if we are spiraling 
into a firefighter reaction where we are doing behaviors that are definitely not good for us that are either risky or are behaviors that are not good for our mental health that's the moment to start looking for first understand what was that triggered the behavior in case that is one of those um, behaviors that are not good for us that could be risky or harmful for us and again get help I'm a you know I'm a mental health practitioner I'm a clinical psychologist and I would always advocate get help there's never a bad moment to, re to remind everybody there is online line helps where you can find help when you need it the most in those very vulnerable moments and there's also the opportunity to get therapy if you need that extra help to find the parts but if you are someone that uh, has maybe built or create some awareness through your journey of healing through your journey of therapy or spirituality then it's going back to the trigger that triggered the behavior um, of the firefighter and then if it's more like a manager behavior like is people pleasing type a very controlling inner critic like if it's more those type of behaviors then think what would happen if the opposite would happen so for instance what would happen if today i let go of control what would happen if i don't push myself so hard like do all the homework do the class read the book make sure you write your marketing email make sure you do all the errands you get the food like you pick up the kid right on time you have a plan for after you have dinner already in your mind like what would happen what could potentially happen but what is the fear behind that if i let go of control in my case my fear is that i'll be not safe and this bring tears to my eyes because becoming so honest to yourself is already such a big step <sighs> and if when you feel ready to be honest to yourself like oh no i'll i'll miss some appointments i'll miss on some business like that's not the reality <laughs> the reality is that in my case if i let go of control even if it's a tight schedule and like pjs teeth that time behind that is the fear of not being safe of not knowing what would become of me if i don't have every scenario run through my mind if i don't have eyes 360 degrees being hyper vigilant knowing every single think about my environment and where threats could come from the reality is that i would feel unsafe <sighs> i would feel so burnable and i would feel lost and alone so that was 
that's been my homework for the last couple of months it's like that inner child that exiled part that I've been letting in with courageously because let me tell you if you're doing the work if you're willing to do the work you are so courageous it takes courage and I honor you for that so I'm letting her in slowly with again safeness making sure that I have the tools and with tools I mean I go to my acupuncture appointment every week to make sure my nervous system is regulated I I go to my emotional release spaces where the emotional burden of that inner girl can be released so call it breath work call it um, somatic hip movements to release the pain from my inner divine feminine and the the ones before me that I have practitioners know what they're doing when it comes to somatic exploration and somatic healing like I'm not doing this alone and I also have my psychologist so I go out into the world and find what is it that I need do I need a family constellation session I do family constellations but I look for family constellation uh, sessions so I can heal my lineage I go and support my nervous system and I also go and find safe space to release the emotional burden I journal a lot and the most important thing that we can do to bring peace within and peace without into the world is making sure that our interactions are the result of conscious like awareness of my impact into the world and not the overspilling reactive reaction of one of my triggers so something that comes when you do the work within is that your interactions with the world outside with the people around you they become those of compassion kindness love not judgmental so here in my house oh let me tell you i had learned to control those reactions number one i'm super latina i grew up in a home where no one could express a single disagreement without screaming their head off and for the longest time that was my reaction and now that i have uh, my baby girl and that i'm living uh in this long-term relationship that is my marriage i really really make it my mission to show her a different world to show her that her mom can communicate without screaming and that she can do the same and that she can tell me anything even like mom i don't like (laughs) this food today or i don't want to wear this or i i need my space and she can tell me without screaming 
and sometimes yeah she's a five-year-old so sometimes she would scream because she's learning about regulation but I'm leading by example and with that I try to make my interactions with her so peace also starts in your new family whether your family is a family unit you have created for you with a partner or your family unit is a house that you share in community that's also a family unit so i have become also very conscious of how those interactions are going to affect the world and it starts with me it starts with how i talk to other people around me it starts with the way i greet a waiter and also ask them how are you doing today and how I smile back at them and how I say please and thank you and how I help pick up my dish after uh, I am in a restaurant or I make sure I pick up the mess that my daughter made on the table and how I am a compassionate driver not one of those competitive drivers right uh, how I bring this from within the peace that i'm starting to find within because my parts are starting to have more like a collaborative work where there's obviously this other part that we have that is called the self with a um with a big s <laughs> um and the self is this they also call it the adult self the conscious self and sometimes the, even the enlightened enlightened self how these par can be the par that runs the whole system instead of the parts being at war so instead of my inner child being neglected in a corner keeping at bay because she's so hurt by this crazy manager type a <laughs> hyper vigilant uh, lady they can find a way to work with each other so where my higher self my enlightened self can come and say okay mrs manager we're gonna let the inner child come out right now because it's safe because we're doing a beautiful yoga practice or we're moving our hips or we are in a somatic uh, therapy session we're gonna let her come out in this space of compassion we're gonna let go of control and we're gonna let her release and so before I would go to a um, breathwork class and I would be like, how long has it been? How do I have to breathe? Because I'm also, you know, high, like super overachiever. And now it's beautiful because she's learning to take the, the co-pilot seat when the inner child is coming out either to play or to heal. So those parts not fighting within those parts not being in this clash or in this um like complex relationship like hard like complex like being in this literally war inside it truly reflects in the outside world because then my inner child feels safe to come out and be friendly and be playful and 
then my manager feels really comfortable to let her go out and play. And then maybe sometimes at 8.30, she's like, okay, it's bedtime for Gabby, so we better start making our way. Uh, but some other times it's like, you know what, it's 10, it's a weekend, it's fine if we don't go to bed at 8.30. We're all going to be fine. Or it's fine if today we have <laughs> these um, weird pizza from the street and we don't know how healthy the cheese is or if it's gluten-free or not. I mean, it's it's okay if we do it, you know, this weekend. It's okay um, if we don't brush our teeth, like, tonight but we just wake up tomorrow and brush them tomorrow because she's having so much fun you know those things so those pe those parts are not longer like at this war where the manager will come out and just make everyone around me uncomfortable because it's like you know what we have to go now no where the inner child is like you know what let's just be some Let's just bring some flexibility and let's play a little bit longer and, and be okay with it. And so the manager is like, okay. So she goes in, tucks herself in or whatever, and then the fun little inner child can come out and play. And the same like spiraling down out of control because that was like my firefighter. That was the part that <laughs> when it was overwhelming, it would just spiral out of control and I would become very um negative about the future it was mostly like the future where and about everything it would take over every facet of my life where i would be like um thinking about scarcity thinking about just not being successful thinking about not being able to become a licensed therapist in the united states just questioning everything just losing my family being alone like Oh my god it would inspire aspire out of control in such a like major way which now because also the inner child for me is a part that feels very grounded on the body and feels grounded like on the earth because it feels pristine crystalline then i'm able to connect with that part and just bring some sort of groundness so i realize that lately I don't spiral out of control as I used to. I may feel a little bit anxiety um, for a couple of hours, maybe a day, but then I find my way back. And then because I find my way back, then I'm not uh, overreacting around with my people. I'm not... Uh, I don't know, I'm not cranky, I'm not a screamer in the street, I'm not an aggressive driver, um, I'm a pleasant people in the street with others and I realize that that kind of way has evolved from the person I was before and the only way I can explain it is because the inner work that I've been doing to bring the peace to the parts within and to allow those parts that are carrying this immense burden to come out in a place of compassion whether it's because I create that space for myself I create a inner ceremony how I want to call it and my altar I sit down with cacao with some cars with some sound bowls and I allow that part to come out and 
and express whether it's tears, whether it's laughter, um, I move my hips in certain way and I allow the cry to come out or if it is because I feel that I need a little bit more support and I look for my for my team, uh, whether my psychologist or my somatic healing practitioner or my Reiki practitioner, I look for the ones that I need if I feel like I need that extra support. But also I also find that a lot in community. So there are certain communities around me where I feel also very supported and in community. Like I don't feel alone and I don't feel unsafe. Uh, nothing like a ca cacao circle to make you feel that way. So how do we bring peace to earth? Uh, this was kind of like the big realization of the month for me. But it's a recollection of how I have healed throughout my life um, in my 40s and my inner child trauma started at birth basically so it's not a journey that just started yesterday or a month before but I've been pretty consistent but I must say that is within the last two or three years of my life that I have truly let those parts come out and and show me what is the emotional burden that they need to be let go of and with that I must say that the inner peace that the state that I feel I'm not gonna say like oh my god I'm up there with complete peace there's days that are harder there's weeks that are harder depending what is happening in in life but the inner sense of my peace within it feels good and I know we never like a done product we never get like the check ready <laughs> um, sign like yeah you're ready no we as long as we are alive there's always something that we're gonna be working on to become better to become not really like better but just to be able to shine more light outside to reclaim more of that light and I must say that this work of welcoming the parts and seeing them with compassion and giving the managers uh, a little bit more of like a back seat, just letting them come out when they're really like really needed and, and good to come out, but just letting the exile parts to come out more and with that to bring their gifts, like the inner child, like it's that sense of like innocence to see the world, to see others, is that sense of creativity and playfulness. So I want that part of me to to kind of um, have the opportunity to drop that burden because the part, so the inner child, that part of me is not the burden, it's not the pain. The pain is something completely different and through a healing process we learn how to unburn the part from that whether it's somatic practices, whether it's journaling, whether it's meditation, whether it's uh, therapy or somatic therapy or inner work or yoga, whatever is that you think allows you to contact that, that part and allow that part to come out 
in a space of safeness and compassion that really I think slowly starts building up into feeling that sense of peace within and then we can truly show up as that so if someone cuts you in the street while you're driving you're not like oh what's this person doing and you get super aggressive and you go on their side and look at them <laughs> no you're like oh oh well maybe they just really need to go to the bathroom right now <laughs> or someone cuts you in the line at the supermarket you're not like creating a fight you say like hi there i don't know if you saw me but um i was here in line and it can be as simple as that uh, and the other thing now when I see people in the street or even in my family, people interacting from a place that feels like a place of war, I go in and I'm like, I wonder what part of them was triggered by something. And then I wonder what are the current war going within that they need to react this way. And I just can look at them with more, so much more compassion or detach from like, this is personal. Like, this is not personal at all. This is that person's inner war. I just happen <laughs> to get in the way um, with something that triggered them, but it has nothing to do with me. So it really also helps to see the behaviors as all the, from others as not personal. And so... This is my invitation to find or start inviting those parts and maybe create a plan. But if you need more support, don't hesitate to reach out or reach out to your uh, therapist or practitioner that you trust. Reach out to your, you know, family, to your friends and start creating that place that feels safe and compassionate for for the parts the exile parts the parts that have been burdened with this pain to come out and if you don't you don't have that yet well i invite you to look around in your community and and see if there's a space um a practitioner a community a circle where you feel safe so of course before uh, allowing yourself to go in that burnable space my advice to you is to make sure that the space where you're doing it feels safe and feels compassionate whether it's with another person or with community it's very important that you feel completely safe and that you feel you can trust them so that might take a little bit for you to to identify that um, therapists normally um, therapists are called to this compassion not judgmental space um, create that trust so again I'm a therapist so I would always advocate for that and and also I know a lot of people has given up on therapy because maybe they didn't find the best therapist that felt the most compassionate and not judgmental but um, we are not all like that and sometimes it takes a couple of tries to find one that you feel good but again therapy might not be your cup of tea but there is other practices spiritual practices that and spiritual practitioners 
that can offer that safe space. So me living in between these two worlds of spirituality and psychology, I have found immense healing from both worlds. I have found immense healing and the capacity to understand what happens in the brain, uh, feeling that groundness of the more logical science base, but then I know there's other parts of me that need that spiritual higher consciousness place and is being equally important in my journey. So in my journey to heal the relationship with my parents and the relationship uh, of them as a couple and the relationship in their family of origin, my grandparents, I use many different therapies. I did a lot of family constellations. I did a lot of cacao. I still do cacao as much as I can. I did um, a lot of shamanic practices, uh, ancestral circles, honoring the ancestors. And I also have done a lot of research on my own, like with my family, who was my great-grandfather, uh, how was he with my grandmother. I used to talk so much with my grandmother about her childhood experiences that really helps so if you want a place also to start to find those legacy parts like my victim kind of legacy part was also inherited from my great-grandfather he was kicked out of his land by the violence in my country so he lost his land and then my grandmother had a very tough situation where she had to become the provider for the family of nine because my grandfather was an alcoholic. <sighs> so it's kind of like that, the fault part to fall into the victim. Like why all of these quote unquote bad things happen to me and to my lineage. And as I moved to the United States, I felt kind of not kicked out from my land because I chose that but I felt the need from the land that I didn't have anymore so it's going back there talking to that great-grandfather and saying I see why I feel this way and I honor you and I'm so sorry you have to go through that but that's not my story I chose to be in another land it was my decision so yeah just to name a few of the things I've done lately in these last two years, a lot of somatics, a lot of releasing the pain from the body, punching pillows, uh, screaming into a pillow, pushing against walls, um, <laughs> you name it, uh, with the guidance of a somatic practitioner. And it's been amazing. I truly feel my body feels so much more unwind and untied and yeah so again the next episode i do promise is going to be about the universal mother meditation so you can also integrate that with the practice of getting to know the parts and start that journey of bringing them into a sense of peace within um i hope this was really helpful i hope this can be like a beacon of light to the world to realize that the only way to bring about peace in the world is by bringing peace within 
system, bringing peace within our nucleus family or our nucleus like little community and then it would irradiate to the world and doing our best to vibrate high so i know right now it's really hard because there's so much harsh like news and images um so please do your best to keep yourself vibrating high uh what i do when i encounter any of these images or these messages in social media what i do is that I breathe the emotion in and out, I let it ground into the earth, and then I turn my inner light on and I send light to that part of the world that needs it the most. And I just imagine, literally like a Kerber, you know how they can project their light from their bellies? I imagine myself like a Kerber, just projecting this column of light, golden, platinum, kind of iridescent, rainbowy light onto the parts of the world that need it and also why not the parts of myself that might need it and then voila you are literally sending light Whew, this was such a good conversation i hope it was as good for you as it was for me this conversation was healing for me and i thank you so much for allowing me to be to speak my truth and to listen and to stick around and if you want to know more about me and what I do I invite you to check the good karma life at www.thegoodkarmalife.com there is resources there are blogs there are um, a meditation store where you can buy meditations online there is a goodie store and there's also sessions one-on-one -on -one sessions for family constellations ancestral healing and akashic records if you want to follow me on instagram you can find me at lore marti that's lore marti and you can find me also at the good karma life thank you so much for being alive thank you so much for being right now on earth thank you so much for your presence thank you for your magic and you are needed the world needs your uniqueness, your genuine, most genuine self. So I invite you to be you. Bring all your light to earth. Have a beautiful week filled with good karma. And I'll be here next week sending you lots of love and light. <laughs>